Welcome back to the AIM Podcast. Today we sit down with special guest, hybrid athlete and founder of the Hybrid Society Co., Jake Engelke. In this episode, we talk about his journey going from college lacrosse to becoming a hybrid athlete, all the exciting things that he's currently doing in his life and training for, and his recent accident. Jake's able to share a lot of value and perspective of life and how to navigate hardship and use them to your advantage to continue to grow and become the person that you want to be. Before we dive into this episode, I want to give a shout out to Kaizos Nutrition. This is my supplement company. If you guys have not yet checked it out, you need to stop what you're doing right now and go to kaizos.co, K-A-I-Z-O-S dot C-O, and check out our all-natural cocoa mix. If you're someone who struggles with sleep, just wants to live a healthier life, or just likes a sleepy time dessert, this stuff tastes amazing, and it has so many health benefits for you. I also hooked you guys up with code AIM podcast for 25% off your first order, so make sure you don't miss out. Let's dive right into this episode. Without further ado, Jake Engelkey. Jake, thank you so much for coming on the AIM podcast. All right. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Bro, I, uh, I've you know gotten to know you a little bit through social media. I'm still waiting for the time where we get to get in the gym and crush some weights, but Dude, I, I really have a ton of respect for you, the brand you're building, and the way you're trying to truly inspire people, not to mention all the things that you've been through in the last few months. So just want to say, dude, really encouraged by what you're doing, man. I'm really pumped to have you on the show today. Thank you, man. Likewise. I mean, we both got that same mindset. Where we're just trying to attack everyday life and show people that this is what we do and this is what everybody can do. You just got to like do the work and it will pay off. I love it, bro. I love it. One of your one of your big sayings, and we'll probably dive into this deeper later in the, in the pod, but um. You talk about bang weights, bang miles, get big. I want to know which of those things have you done today so far? <laughs> so far, I bang miles. I had a 1.2 mile swim, and then I'm lifting tonight with my old bodybuilding coach. But I'd, li- I'd like to say that I could stay big all day, but I mean, all, every time I look in the mirror, I still think I'm small. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, man. How was, how was the swim this morning? It's good. It's just like today was my best time yet. It was like 40 minutes and like something, I think like 23 seconds, but it's just so boring, like just swimming for like that. And it, it's hard too. like, I'm not much of a swimmer is what I kept telling myself, but trying to get out of that whole mindset and just, I think it'll be the hardest thing for like a half Ironman or the fulls to swim. So once I can conquer that, and I think a lot of it's just in my head, yeah. like, like you've been through it too, with like, with any sort of training, like as long as we can just like, push through it mentally will be fine. hundred percent, bro. Now are you doing, are you doing most of your swim training in open water or pools? You do a lot of stuff in the lake. I, yeah, there was a lake uh, in Jersey that I would swim at, but now that I'm in Philly, I mean, I don't trust the Philly water. So <laughs> I'm, doing a, I'm doing a lot of pool work, but I'm trying to find like a 50 like meter pool where it's at least like 21 down backs instead of like 42 or whatever it is. And like a 25 yarder. But there's not really a lot of lakes out here unless I drive pretty deep. For sure. Yeah, dude, we've, um, I know we, we've chatted about Nathan, Nathan French. You guys are doing a lot of cool stuff in, in a relatively similar space. But I remember when he was training for his Ironman, he told me, he's like, dude, the swimming was scary, man. He's like, dude, out of it's everything, horrifying. it just freaked me out, especially open water training. He's like, dude, I just, I had like panic attacks and like, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's true. Like, I mean, I was in like that one lake that you're talking about. I went out with one of my buddy. He just did a uh, Olympic triathlon and it's his like lake house area. So I was like, we're in the middle of the thing. And like, I don't know what's under me, like true. big fish, like whatever it is. And I'm like, so how deep is it here? He's like, oh, probably like 50 like feet. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> and like, I could feel like my heart rate because you're in that skin tight wetsuit where you're already like anxious. But true. I mean, I can see where he's coming from. It's like a totally like like me, like me, him, like. It's like different because we both came off a bodybuilding show and then we just dive right into like something that's like on the total other side of the world. So like swimming and like doing lap pull downs are two completely different things. So (laughs) that's a rude awakening. Yeah. hundred percent. We live, we live here on a lake here in Florida and we have alligators in our lake. So. Oh my God. That's, that's a whole nother added uh, element of fear you have to conquer when you get in the water. Not only is it dark you're you're swimming but now you got to watch out for eyes popping out coming at you bro holy crap yeah is that where you swim 
So I've done it a little bit. Like we we have boat days. We'll go out on the boat and stuff. But um, yeah. no, we we have a pool. We're super fortunate. We have a pool at the house. I'll swim in. But I haven't done a ton of swim training. So um, I haven't officially announced any sort of triathlon yet. So um, I've been swimming kind of for fun, but not in like a in like a regimented way. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing is breathing. Yeah, like and we'll talk about that too. Like going like when we, when we do talk about the accent, but like now like since I had to get like a nose job and like facial reconstruction with plastic surgery, oh. like my breathing's a little bit different. So like when I'm in a pool, like it feels like, cause I, I could adapt to running and biking with like a different kind of bre- like breath. But like when I'm in a pool, it's like heavy. So it's like, it, wow. it's been rough to adapt to that, but I mean, it's like anything else. Like I know I'll get through it. It's just going to take a, a little bit more time. For sure, dude. I didn't, those are the things I didn't even think about, man. So I, I'm excited to, for you to really dive into that. But I think we should just go ahead and start with hearing more of your story because I think it's really fun. When we bring people on the show, it's like yeah. it's cool because a lot of our, our community is is really involved in this space. And so they do know a lot of the guests we have coming on. But I think it's so much fun for you to get to share a little bit more about your background just to kind of set the context of you know the episode. I know you're a former athlete, man, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background and kind of what you've done that got you in this position. Yeah, definitely. Um, So basically... So I've been playing lacrosse my whole life. So I've always been kind of uh, like, I've had that, like you said, the athletic background. And then um, I was a pretty immature kid growing up, like full transparency. So my parents ended up holding me back. So I did two eighth grades, which was, it's more heard of now people do it for sports, but uh, it is definitely <laughs> something that benefited me. I was smaller, still a little bit immature, even in the second, eighth grade, but um, sophomore year of high school, my parents separated and I have two younger siblings. And I talked about this before where it's like, I just felt like I kind of needed to step up and be a little bit more of a man. And I think that that kind of pushed me towards like achieving big things, like, like kind of like I'm doing now, chasing these big goals. And the big goal for me at the time was like, cause I'm big on like, I always want something that I'm chasing. So I was a lacrosse player and I was like, all right, I want to play division one lacrosse. Hmm. So I put my heart and soul into that. And then when I finally achieved it and was playing, I was like, all right, like this might not be for me anymore like I still live with all like the lacrosse guys like it's like a senior in college but going down the path of like wanting to do like I fell in love with like that running and lifting and it was just like I would look forward to that part of lacrosse but the practicing itself just wasn't for me anymore sure. and then now that's kind of put me in a position now where I am where I am where it's like I can I have the time especially as a college student where I can train for these kind of things and I'm I'm in love with it and I don't see an end ever just constantly something Dude, that's a that's a great story. I so I played college basketball, and yeah. um, kind of s- similarly to you, I I graduated and played out my four years. But through actually, I redshirted one of the years, and then I had COVID gave me additional years of eligibility, and actually turned those years down to pursue business, to pursue fitness, and kind of starting my brand. Yeah. Um, but it's cool how sports can kind of be like that thing that gets you in the game, and you learn a lot, you you grow a lot, and that's why I'm a huge advocate for people that are involved in some sort of organized thing whether it's a sport or a club or whatever you you learn a lot and then you can apply it to different things you get exposure to a lot of things 100 because sports a lot like business so like if you can work with the team like you're going to be working good with other people you know what it's like to work hard so like they correlate completely so I, yeah i know exactly what you mean 100 now I'm curious for you though because you i mean obviously you're lifting and you're you are running in lacrosse and training and, and preparation for the season and you know postseason all those things but making the shift from the I'm sure the style of training that you're doing now is very different from the way you were training for lacrosse how did you kind of I guess start to gravitate towards that different style of training and get attracted to that versus you know how you trained growing up as an athlete so uh freshman year I got on campus and I wasn't much of a lifter in high school either like I, I dabbled here and there and I just thought like oh like I'm just like a skinny lanky quick kid like I'll be fine in college and when I got there like because I was playing in high school, you're playing with like 15 to 19 year olds. Mm-hmm. And then you get to college and you're playing with anybody who's 18 to 24. I mean, it's like, so everyone was just bigger. And luckily I got taken out of the wing by Billy Hartaliza, who's actually a Navy SEAL and Jack Anderson, who was a junior at the time. And they were two of like the bigger kids. And I said, to them, like, listen, I want to get into, I want to put some muscle on. And basically they took me under their wing and it's kind of like lacrosse training is kind of like, hybrid athlete training I would say from the hips down so like I still follow like like that bulletproof knees like kind of style but with like an emphasis on like a power building at the beginning of it and that's kind of like 
So like the change wasn't too much. And like, I would, we only lifted three days a week for college cross. So I was still doing like bodybuilding on the other days. So it was something that I loved. So like, it wasn't too much of a change just besides like getting used to distance running. But like I kind of distance running for me was more of like an escape because like I wasn't really enjoying the cross anymore. So it was like, what's something where like I, that I love that will still benefit me. So on the days where like we like may have not had a practice or it was a shorter practice, like I would just go run. And I I when I wouldn't think either. And I would like I would just wouldn't look at my watch and I'd stop when I was like, all right, this is starting to hurt. <laughs> or and then I would look down, I'd be like, holy crap, I just did a double digit. And then from <laughs> then on, it was just like, all right, like maybe, maybe I like this more and I could actually focus on it and see where where it will take me. Dude. It's amazing. I love that. You, you talk about seeing a double digit. That's actually funny you bring that up. I remember, so when I finished my my college career, the first thing I did was I trained for a marathon, a full 26.2 marathon. Damn. And uh, bro, I'd never, I'd never run more than like four or five miles in my life. Like five was pushing. Yeah. Uh, 5K I thought was, was tough. And mm -hmm. just to see that consistency in training and your body start to adapt, I think it's one of the coolest things for any new runner, not just, you know, us, but like, you, you have such as you have so many walls in your mind of what your body's able to accomplish and you start to pursue these goals. And if you're consistent and you have the right training program and you have the right people around you to support you through that process, you really can start to break those walls and see just things like you, you create this confidence of like, man, I didn't even think that was possible. Now I'm doing oh double digits, like 10 miles. Now it's like, okay, 10 miles is nothing if you're doing 26. Yeah. yeah. No, 100%. That's like the beauty of like this hybrid training too. It's just like, there's like, like you said, like you're like constantly like chasing these numbers where it's like, you can really do like anything endurance. Yeah. And like, it's like the adaptability is insane. So like, I definitely know what you mean, but dude, going like, I like, cause at least lacrosse, it's like a longer field. So like you're running, but basketball is short. <laughs> For sure. Like, that, that's pretty wild. Yo, dude, all my teammates thought I was absolutely insane. We, so our conditioning test in college was the mile. We'd have to like run a, a fast mile and like, the the point guards and the shooting guards were in one group then we had like our wings and then our bigs and there was like different times we had to hit um yeah i remember guy you? i was so i was in the the wings so i was like a perimeter player so i was in the wings group and i want to say yeah. I'm to, so the fastest i ran in college was a 452 and that That's was solid so I, I i yeah i was i won i won the mile each year in in college but my fastest mile ever is 430 i did that in high school track um That's crazy. Dude, I, you know, it's just one of those things like I, I enjoyed running and yeah, that's a completely diverted. But one thing that I did with running and a lot of my teammates would be frustrated if we had to run for punishment or whatever. Um, There's such a negative connotation with that. And, you know, people would be like, oh, we're punished. I don't want to run. Like, and then you create this like this relationship in your mind where like running equals bad. And like, I was like, no, 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 wait, even we shouldn't mess up or we're getting punished but like if we can if we can change that relationship in our mind with other things running or whatever it is and say look this is actually benefiting me and see that side of it then it's like oh wait i kind of desire this and then you become yeah. you become like an odd man out and it's kind of sick yeah it's like the david goggins thing where it's like can't hurt boat crew too like when they're like and start yeah. trying to make them do hard shit and they're just like embracing it it's the best no. way to do it when do that that's literally what you do all the time and, and i'd love to talk to you so you talk about hybrid training like i would say you're you're one of the most relevant hybrid athletes right now in the space for kind of this age group um why do you choose hybrid and and like from a we can talk about the physical like benefits and why you like it just in terms of training but i'd really love to tap more into your mindset because like hybrid training is very difficult like 100%. most people won't, are scared of it either because it's too time consuming or it just puts your body in a really exhausted state or like there's a long yeah. list of excuses, but why did you seek it out? And why do you, why do you desire it? So I think for me, it was like my whole life I played the cross. So I've been stuck to like one thing my entire life. And for me, it was like, all right, if I want to play in college, like I can't really waste my time with other sports. Like this is my life now. Like I need to train the cross, the cross, the cross. And I think that when I got out of that, it was like, I love lifting, but I also love running. But like, do I like bodybuilding? Like whatever it is, like there's always something that I'm going to love more at a time. And it was marathon, like it was distance running at one point. Once I like, I like kind of weeded away from that. I was like, all right, like I want to put on some size. So then it was powerlifting. After powerlifting, it was like, all right, well, now like I want to like, get cut up. Like I bulked up a little bit like bodybuilding. And now it's like, all right, well, I've done these three. I missed the distance running, but I want to like try biking or swimming so i think the hybrid training that was so appealing to me was like i can literally just like 
no matter what it is, I'll never get bored. And mm. so like I have like I have this little book where I write down all my goals and there's like monthly goals, yearly goals, whether it's financial or like just like weight wise or putting on muscle, body fat, whatever, whatever it is. But there's this like huge goal that I'm chasing that's years down the road, which is I wanted to get my IFBB pro card. I want to be an Ironman. And then I want to do an ultra marathon. So I can just, for me, that'd be like, all right, like now, like I've done it all. And like that, that's realistically like my goals, but those are, those are far away. But like you said, like this hybrid thing that you can like, you can do anything and like, it's hard, but like, it's never boring. And like, you never feel stuck. Like the second I felt like with bodybuilding, like, especially like past four weeks or the last four weeks of like prep, I was like 1300 calories. Like I'm eating like a little girl, like my anxiety's through the roof. I'm hurting where it was like, do I really want to do this? Of another show like right now or like do i want to hop into something else so it was me like all right like what's something that's going to challenge me and what's something that's going to be really hard and i think like the only thing that was in my mind was like i want to be an iron man and that's that's like what i'm working towards now and, and, then we'll, and like i said like we'll talk about that action but even with like the biking like even just getting back on like i think like like i love the word courageous and like right now like every single like like biking is a huge part of the iron man so like, it's like, like the longest too so every single morning, like I have to like sit like 5 a.m. Like when there's no cars out, because it's my biggest fear right now. And just be like, I, I need the courage to get on this bike every single day. And I think the more that I, I was talking to my girlfriend about it today, like I, I'll have these breakdowns about like full vulnerability where it's like the bike scares the shit out of me. Like I'm like on these main roads and I'm like literally like, please don't hit me. Please don't hit me. But I think the more that I bike, like the less I'll be afraid of it. Like it, it's definitely put like a PTSD in my mind, but I think that like, in the long run, I know that if I chase this big goal of becoming this Iron Man, it's going to be like, I, I would hope that it just flushes that fear away where it's like, and I think that that'd probably be like my biggest achievement yet. It's just getting over that. Yeah, dude, yeah. I love that you. I love that you bring up courage. I, dude, I'm going to butcher this. I, I wish I, I could have nailed this quote, but there's a, um, we talked about in church yesterday, actually, about how like courage is really not like letting, letting fear like rule you it's not like overcoming fear it's actually like the way the pastor is describing it's like actually prioritizing the things that are more important than fear and so it's like you keep fear at the front of your mind and you you allow it to dictate what you do and like you let it determine what path you take you're you're putting fear above the things that you know or what you should be doing versus with courage you're able to put those things that you know you should be doing those things that are going to help you grow that are going to help you get your goals above fear and make fear come secondary to the priority of what you need to you know obtain no yeah definitely and i, I think like being like like i think like if you're a courageous person like that's probably like the best characteristic that you can have because it's hard to like find courage it's hard to like be consistent with courage so like yeah i, I completely agree yeah bro so, no, it's, it's good i love i love what you said too like you had these incredible goals i you know pro card iron man ultra those are things that are like these achievements will be i'm sure very rewarding to you because it's going to take a ton of work it's not going to be something you just show up and do like you got to put the time and you got to build that base that foundation but the cool thing about pursuing hard goals like that and i'd love to hear your take on this is all the other things that you unlock in the journey in the process to get those things and i think that is oh, what yeah that is what people miss. And I want you to talk about that because I think there's, it's like that, it's like that classic picture of the iceberg. It's like, you literally see just the tip sticking out, but you don't see all the work, all the ice under the water. And those are the things that are really valuable that you're, you maybe can't see, but they're coming with that process of choosing, choosing to do hard things, going after goals, putting yourself out there. Like talk, talk a little bit about that. Cause I know that's something you've probably been able to uh, be affected by as you've been pursuing this lifestyle of just challenging yourself. Yeah, definitely. I mean, now it's my turn to butcher a quote, but like, <laughs> I'm trying to like remember how it goes. Uh, I'm gonna need a second here, like, I don't want to destroy it. Where it's like a the person who loves walking. Like, do you know the quote I'm talking about? I think so. Um, I, is it one that Nick Bear has referenced before? Yeah, the person who loves walking will walk further than the person who loves the distance or something or the end goal or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of like with that quote, where it's like, if you like consistently love bettering yourself and are consistently loving like like i think like there's nothing more fulfilling than like doing something extremely hard like even like people like with squats like if you have a heavy squats it's like shit this is gonna suck but the second you finish it's like oh like let's go and then in two minutes later it's like all right let's do it again 
like it's like that constant fulfillment that's kind of like with like the journey like and i've gone through that with like running my first marathon like i like just like you said with like like being a basketball player like i was like i'm just a lacrosse player like that's all i've been my entire life like i'm not a marathon runner but getting out of that mindset where it's like why not why can't i be a marathon runner like why can't i go to where why can't i go to nationals or bodybuilding like and that that was like a huge goal of mine and then or why, why can't i be an iron and like, i think that people put these restrictions on themselves before they even try anything and i think that through that process of like the journey like the, the end goal is great like getting a medal like it's like all right i finally did it but you'll find so much more about yourself during like that hell you put yourself through than like the race itself like i think like because like it's the training that is the hardest part like at the end of the day like when the race comes like you're just racing yeah. like it may be like a four hour marathon or a sub 13 hour ironman like whatever it is like but like that's just like 13 hours like you're putting like hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of hours into this and i think when you fall in love with that like you're just destined to be great dude so good bro i love that you said that man that's so good it's funny too you know people i'll talk to people from time to time struggle with confidence and you know i think it's a real thing like i've struggled i mean i, I think oh, it's everybody has at some point but i think one of the best things you can do for your confidence is do something hard do 100%. something hard like put yourself out yeah. there do something that's going to challenge you because if you can if you can get through that you're going to start to build you're going to start to build you're going to be like oh wow easily you're going to trust yourself you're going to be like dang i did yeah. that you know what i mean that's an alex Ramosi quote um oh my god it's like you don't uh you don't find confidence by yelling affirmations in the mirror. You find confidence by having an undeniable stack of proof that you are who you say you are. And I think you said like the more hard stuff that you do, like the more you're gonna be like like this is who I am. Like like I feel good. You're gonna walk around with your chest high. Like like I remember how I was in high school. Like in high school, like especially my junior year, like I was maybe two ten, no muscle, like just flab zero confidence about myself like i would let people walk all over me i let people like say bad things about me and now it's like i would never let any of that fly like it's like i know who i am like i know my like know your like know your worth and it took so long to get there but like having that mindset where it's like ah like like at first when i was running this like first my first marathon like i'm not a marathon runner like fuck that like i could be whatever i want like it's gonna like it's gonna be rough but like why can't i do that and i think like david goggins he's all over the place like with like his speeches and he, he takes it to a whole nother level but like he's right like it, it's to an extreme but like he's 100 right about that. Like, like anybody can do anything mm-hmm. and like so sadly i was stuck in like uh i said it still happens to me sometimes too like like nobody's perfect like i, I struggle just as much as the next guy like I'll still like there's days of training where like like especially now like I talked about like that bike like most people like like Ironmans are hard but like I like I still have that emotional battle every single three times a week when I'm waking up and I'm just like god damn like I gotta like another pedal and like another like another like like four hours of it and then like it's more like getting out of that mindset of the fear like it's gonna take time but like did I still think about it right now <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's burned in my head this bike I want to I want to talk to you about the accident, but I have one more question kind of before we do that from a mindset. I'm, I'm genuinely curious your take on yeah. this because this is something I've kind of dealt with. So I've, I've run, so I've done a marathon, a full half. I did a 50 mile trail race in uh trail run, 50 mile trail run in, in September or in March in San Francisco. But you started, you start to like, there's like this, there's resistance, right? When you, when you put yourself out there, you do these hard things and like, Obviously, if you go with the right mindset, you have a good community, you're locked in, you're disciplined, you're going to get through, you're going to succeed. But like oh, yeah. there, is, there is resistance. But once you start completing them, and I am i don't know if I'm a little little off or if this is something you've experienced as well. Like I, there's a, oh. me, there's a part of me deep down that I kind of crave it now. And it's like, it's honestly yeah. got more, I'm kind of like itchy to like do something again. Um, I don't know like if that's completely healthy, but I'm curious if you've had an experience like that where as you you start to do these hard things, you almost I don't know what it is, dude. I don't know if it's the like craving the confidence you gain from like pushing yourself yeah. outside of your limits. Like I don't know if you get that too, but I've that's something I've been kind of dealing with, man. Just like dude, one more of it. One million percent. Like yeah. I just feel at least for me, like I, I went through it roughly um once my like show was over, where I was just like 
what do, what do I do now? Like, it's almost like I was waking up and I'm just like, I have nothing like to train for. Like, yeah, I can go run or I can go like do a swim, but like, it's just like, like in my head, it's like, I constantly need something. It's, and it maybe that's like unbalanced, but, and I struggle with that too, because like, I'm trying to find balance in my life as well. Cause I feel like training wise, like sometimes I get overwhelmed because it's like, I'm like, you said, you're constantly doing something, but like, once you hit that end goal, it's like, oh, it was so worth it. But like, and I also like, cause I think that part where it's like, like right now, like I, I haven't drank in eight months, but just the past two weekends, like I've gone out with my friends and maybe I wasn't drinking, but like, I'm there, like I'm holding a diet Coke. No one knows I'm not drinking. Like just being like, like around, like where I felt like I like, especially when I was grinding to like trying to get to a certain point, it's like, I isolated myself and that was like pretty rough. And I, like, I think like, especially like with like what you're saying, Oh fuck. I fucking lost my complete train of thought. No, you're good. I was just saying like, there's, there's a part of me that like just has like this, like kind of itch and desire. It's like deep down. It's like, once you do something hard, it's like, I want to, I want to do, I want to, I want to feel that again. Like I want to no, feel definitely. genuinely want to feel that again. I don't know if it's like the byproducts of what you gain from it or, you yeah. know, I don't know, bro, but I just feel it. No, I think what I was trying to say is like really going off of that is like the whole, like, when I was talking about the whole balance thing, it's like anybody who's ever been like great at something like the Michael Jordans of the world or like yeah. the David Goggins, like the Nick bears, like I think like for a certain period of time to get to where they are, like you almost need to be unbalanced. Hmm. Cause it's, it's like, like I saw like one quote today. Like if you're like, if you are, uh, there's seven days in the week. Like if you're grinding for five of those seven days, like that's a 71%, that's a C minus, like you're doing C minus work. Like mm -hmm. that, that's how, if you were to like scan your week, but if you're grinding like 24 seven, like you're doing a plus work. And I think like anybody, like, like people who get good grades in high school will go to good colleges. Like if you're doing a plus work your whole life, like it's bound to work out. Yeah. Good, bro. I think maybe the, the unbalance is good, but <laughs> there's also time to be balanced. Like right now, like food wise, like I was unbalanced, like during prep, like, I felt undernutritioned. My anxiety was through the roof. Like it did. That was the hardest time of my life. But now it's like, I have like the freedom where it's like, all right, like I can, I have my training. I know how to eat. I know how to fuel, but I'm a big, like, I've always loved cookies my whole life. That's the fat boy inside of me from <laughs> junior high school. So like once a week, like I'm going to crumble and I'm getting a six pack for myself and I'm crushing it. And that's just like, yeah. that's, that's my balance at the moment. Like, or going to get all you can eat sushi with my girlfriend, like something like that. Like, but like, I think having that little bit of balance is definitely, it'll keep you sane in a way. Yeah, bro, dude, that's so funny. You mentioned crumble, dude. I, so I had literally never gone to crumble until I moved that's down here. Crazy. No, no, no. Until I moved down here to Florida. Oh, okay. And dude, okay, good. I am like, I'm obsessed with crumble cookie, bro. It's, dude, so, it's so good, bro. Did you look at the cookies for this week? No, bro. I haven't, I haven't been there this week. Don't. Listen, it's about you're gonna like them. Well, I'm out for about 75 days. We'll we'll talk about that later, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm off I'm off the cookie train. But dude, they're 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 good. But I, bigger picture, I love what you said about balance. I think it is important. Yeah. You can still pursue that grit, that hard, that like that mindset of like trying to be your best while still, you know, taking care of yourself, taking care of your balance and stuff like that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think you need it. For sure. For sure. Well, dude, I wanna I want to dive. I want to dive into you know kind of what's been going on the last last month, a little over a month with you. I know yeah. um, you've been. I it's it's always an interesting like hard things, difficult seasons happen to everyone, right? And then when you when you're putting yourself out there on social media and you're choosing to go that route and you're choosing to make it make an impact and inspire and you have to be you know somewhat transparent with the, the good and the bad. Like it's kind of part yeah. of your story if you're putting it out there and this is part of what you've been through. Um, you, you were in a bike accident, man. I'm going to turn it over to you to kind of share the story. But yeah, I'd love to kind of just hear kind of what happened and, and and how you've been able to kind of recover and, you know, get back on your feet and keep pushing through, you know, the hard time. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to leave that like some bits and pieces just for legal reasons. But sure. like kind of like how like everything was going down is I had a, an hour workout that day where I had to hold over a 20 mile per hour pace. And I had like three minutes left. Like this is like, Cause I like this, a lot of stuff. Like I, I don't remember like too much, but I remember like bits and pieces leading up like blurbs here and there when I was going in and out. But 
I was holding that 20 mile per hour pace at three minutes left. And next thing you know, I'm slamming on the brakes and I black out and a car like just takes me out. It was like, I, that's like, that's what's playing in my head every time I bike right now. Like even when I'm driving too, like, so it's a, that's been, that's a whole different story. Like with like my like mental wise, but yeah, I took off the side of the car mirror with my face flipped over the car and completely blacked out a, a kid. I was, apparently I was just laying there in the street a kid from my hometown lives down the shore as well. So that he saw me laying there, like gets out of his car, like comes over, like didn't even know it was me. It's like, my face is just so like smushed, covered in blood. And it took him like two minutes to be like, holy crap, that's Jake. So a bunch of people come out of their house. Like I'm like starting to wake up. I'm like in and out. Like I somehow remember my mom's phone number. Like I'm like, like my jaws, like, cause basically like I have seven plates holding my face together right now. And then I have stitches all across here, stitches under here, here, and here. So like I had to get total facial reconstruction. Like I'm seeing a plastic surgeon still like about like my mouth. Cause there's still like holes and like, they had to tape my gum to my forehead just to operate on my face but i broke basically every bone in my face which was like even when i look at the x-rays now like i still get chills and the pain that i was in in the hospital like it was it was rough it felt like i got got jumped by like actually it felt like i got hit by a car just right to the face because like it's a 35 mile per hour road making a left like it's it's a it's a it was a hard hit but like that's kind of like how the accident played out. I remember like calling my mom, like, like being like, I'm okay. Like she's freaking out. Like, and then like getting like basically carried into an ambulance. Uh, they're like cutting like all like these clothes off me. Like I had, I still like, sadly, like I have like scrapes and scars on my legs and stuff like that, which is like, I still have like, like full transparency. Like I, I, a lot with social media, like everyone, like, and I do it too. Like I, I preach this hard lifestyle, but like, I also like think that it's like, super okay to be vulnerable about stuff and like for me like having these scars and cuts on my legs it's like it's not a pretty picture so like it gives me like anxiety and like it sucks that i have to like see this every day i'm putting scar cream on that my face uh because like i mean social media itself like and i i say this to all my friends where it's like everybody's gonna post their highlight reel like why wouldn't they so like i think that like right now like when i was i'm documenting this journey back like it wasn't easy like i like at all like i'm like basically like somebody telling me like i'm like to a doctor like just being like yeah like you're not allowed to do anything that you love anymore and like that just like crushed my heart like it's just, and I every single day i'm like when can i do this again like when when can i do this again and it's like no you're not allowed and if you start going back to it it's only going to make it longer so like i just felt like so like lost in a way and like there were so many times i'm like breaking down like to my girlfriend being like, am I ever going to be able to like do this again? Like, how long is this going to take? Like, am I going to, like, I couldn't work out for like for weeks. Like, am I like, am I going to lose all my muscle? Like, I'm like, even in the hospital, like having my sister weigh out my foods and bring it like to the like damn hospital because it's the only thing that I can control. And so I think just like, and that's another big thing too. I think like controlling what you can control, like mm-hmm. a lot of people like think that like, like we'll just like go off the deep end and like, that, that'll happen but you got to get back on track but like for me it was like all right like the only thing i can control in my life right now because everything else is taken away is my food intake so i up my protein by 40 grams like from what it was just to like be in a protein surplus to try to keep on as much size as i could i knew i wasn't going to lose a lot of size or too much size in a less than a month span time and muscle memory is a beautiful thing thank god but um just like going through like the process of me like yeah you're on bed rest for two weeks and like I can like talk about it now, but like I was not letting myself be on bed rest. So like when I got like they're like, first of all, you can stay in the hospital like for like a, like or you should stay for like another like four days. And I was like, no, like I want to go home, like get me out of here. I know how much hospitals are too. I'm like, just get me out of this place. So I get home, I'm on bed rest, and like I woke up one morning and I'm like, if I'm gonna lay here every single day for the next two weeks, like it's not gonna help me. So I woke up and I'm literally like making myself like walking was rough to start too so i'm making myself like walk like six miles next day i'm walking like four miles like constantly just walking 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 and i slowly started to see myself get better over like a five-day span where i was like if i keep doing this it's going to keep like so it was just like pushing myself out of this rut and like 
it was great enough where the doctor was like, all right, like you're cleared for band work. And I mean, he made me sign a bunch of paperwork because he knew I wasn't going to do band work. And I went into the gym and like my brother, my brother's a lacrosse player at Duke. And like, he's watching me out of the corners. I'm making sure I'm not maxing out or anything like that. But, like started moving some weight again and like started to feel like myself again. So like, I'm just trying to like with social media document that entire journey. It's what I'm doing on YouTube too, where it's like, I showed like, I have like this huge hole in my mouth, like from the stitches that opened up and my mom used to like spray the saline and like this, like I have it right here, actually like this, like doctor yes. or whatever. But um, I should put that in the YouTube video. Cause like, I want complete vulnerability. I feel like a lot of people like show these highlight reels and like this for me is not a highlight reel. Hmm. And I like, I don't want to just quit on this goal of becoming an Ironman because like, I love that quote where it's like, I'm not what happened to me. I am what I chose to become. And I, I want to become an Ironman. And I think that like going that whole like hospital to Ironman journey that I'm trying to do, like, I know that once I hit that goal, like, it's like, I'm going to cry like a baby. Like, it's going to mean that much to me. Like that, that's how much this, like this shit means to me. Is that like, I'm willing to like go like from a point where like I couldn't move to doing like, 2.4 mile swim 112 mile bike into a marathon and in my head like freaks me the hell out but like i'm gonna get it done regardless and like that's kind of just been like my journey like throughout this process and it's scary i think that um every single day is like i don't think that it's gonna get too much easier too fast i'm gonna have to work at this every single day but i know that at the end of the day it's gonna be worth it and right now the main priority is just I know that I know how that I could train. I know I'll get better at it. It's just working in my head. And I, I have a therapist like too. I talk about this because the bike is horrifying for me. Like it almost took my life and like getting back on the saddle of something that has like literally like put me in a place where like I couldn't move is, has been really, really rough and being in Philly, like people drive like crazy. So it's definitely, uh, it's been, a, it's been a pretty big struggle, but I know that, I'll overcome it. I really do. Dude. Wow. Well, first off, praise God that you're a lot okay. of information. A lot you're of information. <laughs> first off, dude, praise God that you're okay, man. Like I, I'm really encouraged by your heart and your determination to come back and to pursue the goal. But like just honestly before we dive into that, dude. Like I'm just thankful you're here, bro. I'm thankful that you're good. I, I saw in your post, like you were like, dude, um, you were even wearing a helmet, like, you know, could have been the difference between yeah. And, death and, and that's another thing like otherwise yeah people like never like I'll, I'll see now like people biking and like they're going fast they don't have helmets and like growing up like when you go out, you're in there at the beach and you're beach biking like no one wears a helmet like it's not cool to wear a helmet but now it's like i mean if they if they made a mega helmet that covered my whole face i'd strap that thing on like i like i i encourage people to wear helmets because like i don't want what happened to me to happen to them and luckily like the doctor's saying that like the shape that you're in because like i was post bodybuilding show like i was just straight muscle at the time like they were like your body itself like basically just rejected injury like they're like if you were a 275 pound man with not the muscle that you had like you probably would have been dead mm. and like that's where it's like i'm so grateful that like in my this is like another thing like my like a, a hardship that i went through is three days before my bodybuilding show my grandmother passed away and my lineup was wake funeral show and like my whole family like we say it now like Mimi was with me that day like she's the reason that like I'm still able to do what I do and do what I love and I have a way like at first I had a, a reason or I had the reason like I wanted to inspire people but now it's like I have a whole chunk of different people who like may have went through like a surgery or had to go through like losing a leg or whatever it is like where it's like you can still like I, I want to inspire them to push past it because like it's never going to be easy but like that fulfillment that you have like you'll be so damn proud of yourself mm -hmm. so like i have like this whole like group of people now that i can try to inspire and that's like the whole reason i do this like i just want to like i, I had those people like like i love like nathan stuff i love watching him like nick bear like those are like two dudes who like when i was playing the college cross it's like that's like i would come home and practice and that's what i put on the tv as i'm eating my meals like i want to be like that for like how they were for me yeah dude i mean i you're, you're helping a ton of people man and your stories it's just like this is another chapter in your story that's you know going to be able to help people and, and you know define who you are and, and how you're able to overcome it you know one thing i'll say too and this is where i think obviously you never want anyone to go through what you went through but i think you have to like see the silver lining the positive with all things good and bad and it's like 
Yeah. He, I'll just speak personally, like, it, you know, seeing what happened to you, I had another buddy who, um, Dom, who, you know, just had cardiac arrest on the track and like, I saw that. It was crazy. Bro, it just, it really the just, healthiest people. It's healthy, but it just, it puts things into perspective, man. Like you really can't take things for granted. Like, dude, not and it's, not just, it's not just fitness. Like, obviously we all love working out and that's like a big part of who we are and, and what we love, but like just life in general, man, like it's, it's, more, it's delicate. Like it's nothing's promised. Like we got to really lock in and not take it for granted. Yeah. You got to do what you love every single day or else you're going to regret it. For like, sure. A lot of people, like, I know it's not everybody, like, some people will end up working nine to fives, like, me, you, Dom, like, I could never do it. I could not be behind a desk from nine to five, punching numbers, like, I love doing this shit, like, and it's figuring out, like, different, like, you're basically just an entrepreneur, like, there's never just one source of income, like, it's a bunch of different things that come into play, and if you're doing what you love, and you can support yourself, I mean, that, from that, to me, is a pretty damn good life. For sure. I completely agree. You, you're obviously in a, in a way you talk about, you know, want to be vulnerable and not just completely hard all the time. You are, you're a tough dude. What is that like mental process been like getting back? I know you said you're seeing a therapist, but like, how, how have you been able to like, and you might not have a perfect answer because I'm sure you're still dealing with this, but like, how have you been able to start to work through that process to get that, you know, confidence to get back on the bike and to keep pursuing training and to, you know, get back to a, a relatively what, what you want to call like normal life. Yeah. Well, um, I think that like I bought, I bottled a lot of things up for a while. And like, that was because like, when you see on social media, like the Rogans, the Goggins, like it's, everyone's just preaching like hard, 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 like your feelings don't matter. Like, and like, for me, it was like, all right, like I'm so tough. Like I don't need to share my feelings, like whatever it is, like I'm going to push it, like push it down. And like, there's been points where like, like, especially like my girlfriend's one of my biggest like support systems in the world where like, I literally have like just broken down and like, I'm saying to her, like everything that's going through my head and she's just like, yeah, like, of course, like that, like, like, yes, that's happening to you. But like, it's like, it's because I don't share it. And like, I think that like right now, like having a therapist, like when, if I two years ago would look at myself and just be like, Oh, that's so soft. Like, not really. Like I have this woman, Amanda, who's like the nicest lady in the world who once a week, once every two weeks, I can literally just sit down and just tell every single one of my problems to somebody who can like, who won't judge me. Like, has like, it's a completely unbiased. It, that's been a huge, a huge support system. And I think that if like, if you can have the luxury of like having that or can do it like through your insurance, like it's been super beneficial. Cause like what we do, it's like, like, like me, you, Nathan, like there's always something like you're working 24 seven and like it, it can consume you at times. And I've felt consumed a lot. Like even today, like I'm like looking at my like training for this week and I'm just like, I was having like a, a rougher weekend and I like, like, especially like looking at these bikes and stuff where it's like, it consumes me. And I'm just like, all right, like I need to breathe. And like, it's, it's, it's rough. And I think like, I want to like share that more where it's, like I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a highlight reel. Like I, I may post like the good stuff, but like, I also want to talk about the bad stuff. Like that, like, that's like something I want to be vulnerable about. And that's what I'm trying to do now, especially post accident, because not everything's good. You don't live a hundred percent good lifestyle. Like this, too, like, and there's a whole thing like this too shall pass. Like the hmm. good will pass, the bad will pass. And like, I know that this bike thing is going to pass but right now, like having a therapist and being able to talk about it and having like a good support system where I'm like able to vent is what's best for me. Then I'm going to run with that. Wow. That's amazing, bro. I'm, I'm really thankful that you shared that. And I'm hoping that this conversation helps maybe even just one person who needed to hear that. Cause I'm, I, yeah, know, exactly. I know there are people out there that need to hear what you just said. So I'm really, really hopeful that this will be in the right hands of people who just want to hear that. Especially yeah. you know, coming from someone like you who like on the outside, maybe if you don't look, take a deep dive into what you're putting out, it's like this dude's a savage. Like you are, you are a savage, but like there's more to it, right? Like being a savage doesn't mean you're always, you're always hard all the time. It's like, no, you're pushing your best self, but you're being real about like life. Like life is complicated. Yeah. It's tough. Like those are real things. Yeah. And I think like, I would like listen to one of the Chris Bumstead podcasts and he talks about like championship mindset. Like, that's different for everybody. Like Michael Jordan, he was like a Goggins. Like he's just like hard, hard, hard all the time. Like screw your feelings. But like Chris Bum said, like he's the same way. Like he'll like, he breaks down. Like 
he doesn't have like good moments all the time. Like he relies on Courtney King. Like that's just being a normal person. Like, yeah, he's the, the goddamn champ and like he's like a stud, but like he's a normal human being too, where he has these moments where he breaks down, he struggles. Like that's a part of life. Like if like I I can't find one person who's living this life where they're just everything's like a hundred percent amazing. And if they say they are, then they're realistically probably lying. Like sure. life, life's tough. Yeah, no doubt, bro. Dude, I'm I'm excited to be in your corner, bro, and be supporting you as you as you kind of likewise move through this journey of, of you know recovering and getting back. And you're already you're already on your back on your feet, but just as you keep going through this, bro, you know I'm I always got your back, and our community does. And I'm I'm excited to see you crush it, bro, because I know you're gonna go get these goals, man. Thank you, bro. You too. And I I don't know if we can talk about it yet, but with your doing, I know you're gonna kill it. Oh, thank you, bro. I appreciate you. I do want to hear like kind of like from a structural standpoint, though, if you're cool with sharing, like what is your what is your current training look like now that you're you're getting back in the flow of things? Um, like what take us if you don't mind, just take us through like a quick week of like kind of how yeah. you structure high level. So I'm still kind of playing around with it right now, but like the, my approach to I think everybody's different. Like you got to find what works for you. Like sure. I love moving weight. Like I follow like bang weights, bang miles, get big. And like, that's just like, I, when I got into running, like there was a lot of skinnier runners and like, I didn't want to be that. I want to be big, fast. Like that was like my end goal. So like that whole bang weights, bang miles, like came into play where it's like, I developed this approach that really helped benefit me, help build my body. And like, obviously like I eat absurd amount of protein every single 250 to 300 grams of protein a day which is insane but like that's an old ronnie coleman saying like protein builds muscles so like i've been just like all right if i eat more i'll get bigger and so i follow like a power building approach with an emphasis on bodybuilding but training legs like an athlete mm-hmm. so like for me it's all hit and i'm not i'll be i like i think i posted it before but like for me it's like i'll do legs on a Monday, like my Ironman training is a little bit different now, but like a high typical like hybrid split would be like, I'll do legs on Monday, which like still heavy back squats, but I'll follow like a bulletproof knees program. Like I'll still have like a compound with hamstrings, whether it's RDLs, like something too heavy movements, bulletproof knees, and then an easy run. Like that's like kind of what like a Monday would look like for me. Tuesday, like I'll do like a chest shoulders um and have like some sort of swim bike like some some like cardios five times a week and everything changes too weekly but like following like something where i'm hitting everything twice a week except for legs like legs on once a week because i'll do legs monday wednesday speed workout saturday long run and i think that like i have a good day in between my legs and my speed workout to get some rest and then from the speed workout where i'm just crushing like pushing pace i have like thursday friday to recover and then saturday i'm pushing distance again so like i was like and i played around with everything because like like every anybody I've, I've failed with splits i've failed with training like but i've only learned from it and now i found like this split that i think is super beneficial to me where i could still push these compound movements and like some days like i'll change it up like if i have a crazy and like that's just because like my brain but if i have like a friday i'm going and biking like 50 miles or and then the next day i'm running like 13 like that saturday night it's like all right let's just max out on deadlift just to see just <laughs> see where we're at just to like cap off the weekend but like that's just like it's not really sh- like too much structure like everything's twice a week like multiple forms of cardio but a lot of it's just like just mindset training where it's like my, my mindset's just bang weights bang miles get big and as long as i'm doing all three to my fullest potential and with all my heart then i know that i'm having a good week of training i love it dude yeah i appreciate sharing that because i mean we we've had a ton of different kinds of guests that have been training differently and for different goals and objectives but it's cool you the big thing you and you touch on it, it's like you've got to find what works for you but it is cool yeah. to like to the mind of other people and kind of see what their process is so you can kind of take you know what you like and experiment yeah, definitely. big things like trying new things and figuring out you know how do you get to that perfect blend or as close as you can to a perfect blend for yourself. 100%. And like, there's been times like, like I, I, I actually like, like this where it's like people schedule rest days hmm. and I'm like the, I hate that. Like, <laughs> I've always hated that. I think that like, you know, when your body needs a rest. So like, if there's like a week where like, I'm like, I could go, I can go in and do shoulders and arms on this Sunday instead of taking a rest day. Like, 
Like I, I like my like upper body feels good. Like I won't have a rest day. But if it's like a Thursday and I'm like, dude, I am hammered. Like I like I can't move. Like I can't go do back by right now and run eight miles. Like that'll be my rest day. I'll still have to be active. Like I'll go on like a four mile walk or like bang out some pull ups. Like do something. But like I think that like planning out that's like something with my training where it's like I have that six day split. But like I'll just recycle it and then put throw rest days in when I need them. Like right now with Ironman training, like I obviously have a rest day because I'm I'm always feeling crushed. But <laughs> yeah, but I know I don't schedule them. And I think that like some people like might need to hear that because like I, I've like especially on this episode, like I've talked about the vulnerability, I've talked about the hard, and like that's just like one of like the hards in my head where it's like, you know when you'll need a break. Wow. That's good. Dude, how are you getting how are you getting 250 to 300 grams of protein down? Like, give us a quick, you don't have to go like every single meal you eat, but like I'd love for you to give us some like tips. If you got some special meals you like to hit, or like how do you how do you go through the day and knock out those macros? Cause that's that's an absurd amount of protein. Crazy. Here, I'll do wait, let me have it. I'm actually really interested because like I've I know I don't I don't try I'm obviously I haven't competed in a show, so I haven't had any real reason to track macros like from like a competitive sense but i know that it's a really cool way to just kind of get check your levels to get like an idea of where you are and i think the majority of people i don't know the exact statistics are way under their like recommended protein intake like oh yeah not protein so i'm I'm super curious how you kind of like your protein all my clients are like clients or guys who get one-time plans like and like i take into account their weight everything like that how many times they're training like i'll have them like always in a protein surplus like if the if the end goal is to be a big runner, like the only way to get big is to eat more protein. Like mm-hmm. have your like carbs around your workouts. Something I've always followed. Like, but this is a typical like kind of day for me. Like, this was two days ago. I got two seventy protein and two fifty carb, and then a uh, hundred fat. But it's like, let me see. Yeah, I love like, it. <laughs> I was like uh, forty grams of oats, um, three scoops of rice cookie blast protein powder um four chewy chocolate and peanut butter protein bars two tablespoons of peanut butter spread um for lunch it was a jasmine rice 200 grams eight ounces of chicken breast cooked and then i had two of these protein anabars and then i had beef and rice that was and it it, it adds up it's it's not nothing crazy like i think uh-huh. that like I, I try to hammer protein early on in the day and like, cause like, I think like, it doesn't like most people do a scoop or two in their oatmeal. Like for me, it's like, all right, if I want to hit my protein goal, I'm going to toss another scoop in there. Like there's some days I'll have like a four scoop bowl. Like if I know I'm going to be like going to my girlfriend's house later that night where I can't just be like ripping protein powder, like at the dinner table or something like that. Like I'll have like four in the morning, something like that. It's so, like, and I prioritize road trips. Like I'll get like six protein bars from like a, the wawa like but it, i mean it's not like cost effective i mean like it's it adds up but like my like i, I i'm very big on consistency because like i like to earn that cheat meal with like the like the crumble cookies like we talked about so like i have like certain goals like diet wise as well so like if i do hammer those and then like for like my brick days is when i'll have like that cheat meal too so it's like i know that like i put it all in there when like i'm after i've ran swam bike lifted and I'm laying in my bed with suits on. I could just be sitting there just crushing cookies. <laughs> but that's kind of like diet. That's awesome, bro. No, I appreciate you sharing that. Dude, la- last thing. This has been literally one of the coolest episodes we've done in a while, man. This has been fun to hear your story. But I, you have a really exciting project you're working on. Um, and I'll let you kind of talk about it. But the brand that you're the brand that you're building and that you're about to release some merch for um, and some clothes, like I'd love to hear you just talk about what it is how you came up with it and why you're so passionate about, you know, creating this brand. All right. Yeah. I love it. So the, the hybrid society co bang miles or bang ways, bang miles get big. Like that's just like, we have this little running dumbbell. Like we think it represents the brand like really well. It was a, uh, my best friend's cousin drew that. And then he's kind of been like, we hired him to like do all of our shirts from now on. Like he crushes it, but my, I mean, I'm not even going to let him be a silent partner anymore. His name is Sal Pascarella. He is, we met freshman year when we got to college. He played the cross here as well. And we've been roommates for the past four years. And he's kind of like, I think I'm, like, he's like an introvert. I'm an extrovert. So, like, we mesh super well. Where, like, he was a data analytics major. He understands, like, 
Shopify, all of that, where it's like, we have a good like spiel going where like, we can like want to build like a brand, like something that we like both really believed in. And I think that he loves the running and lifting. He's got a marathon coming up. So like he's nice. getting into it and we were like, let's just, let's start a company, see where it goes. And one thing that we like really, really believe in with companies, we donate 5% of all the revenue that we're going to make from this company to suicide prevention. Uh, my junior year of high school, I lost a very close friend of mine to suicide and it was an extremely rough time. And very recently his father had passed away to suicide. And it's something that really sits in our hearts where it's like, if we're going to do something where we're going to like be putting ourselves out there, especially like with the company that we really believe in, like we want to give back to. So like having like, and like, we're going to do like, like shirts and stuff that like really like push like preventing suicide and everything. Like I, like, I know that, um, I mean, I haven't ordered them yet, but I'm going to get like two like running like tanks that say for Lou, which was his dad's uh, name, but like just something that like when we are doing like these big things and these big goals, like he's there, like he's like trekking along with us. And like, he loved biking. Like he loved David Goggins, like good dude. And like, it's obviously like so sad and so tragic what happened, but like he, he raised a great son, like, and I couldn't ask for a best, a better business partner either. And so like, that's kind of like, that is the hybrid society co. I think like the running dumbbell represents us, like having the cartoon aspect of it being like, we were just like two college kids with a dream freshman year being like, we're going to do energy drink company. We're going to do this, that. And then growing in, we're like, all right, like let's start with some clothes and we'll, we'll figure it out from there. But, um, yeah, that's kind of been just like building that. I mean, we've been hyping it up for a while. We didn't know that shirts take so goddamn long to come, but we're like getting into it right now. Uh, we just got a, I can, I can actually show, we got some samples right here. Oh, you can, uh, oh, bro, those are sick. Yeah, I like the, the black one's my favorite. Wow, bro, that's so clean. Um, I, like the, I like that a lot. It's awesome. Yeah, we're super pumped to get those out. Um, and then we're going to do the same. We're going to do like sweatsuits, sweatpants, hats, like just try to just try to do everything. And then uh, super early in the works, but I'm talking to someone right now about an electrolyte powder, like trying to start, like really build this into something like hopefully one day, like it'll be like a BPN, something like that. But yeah. we're, we're, we're right now just doing everything we can. But um, yeah, that's kind of just like kind of the company right there. Dang, I love it, bro. I love that you have you have such a, a awesome like drive and, and why behind it, why you're doing it. You're trying to help people. You're trying to bring light to a, a very serious thing that, you know, has affected or will affect a lot of people. And it's, it's obviously yeah. very relevant in, in our society. So, um, dude, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of praise to you for doing that, man. That's really, that's really cool. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. hundred percent. Dude, as, as we, as we wrap this thing up, man, this has been a, a great a great episode i'm i'm really encouraged to put this out because i know there's going to be some people that need need this one like we we've i love that we're fortunate to have a lot of really cool guests on we get to talk about a lot of cool topics but i think this episode in in particular is going to bring people value in ways that you know they really might need and so I'm, I'm really excited but dude as we wrap this thing up man i like to end kind of on some sort of question in this in this space but if you could give yourself one piece of advice, like from where you are now to, you know, knowing where you used to be, like, what is that one thing you would tell yourself? You've, you've grown a ton. Like you talked about kind of where you used to be and where you are now, but what's that like one piece of advice you could just give yourself? You wish you knew it at an earlier age and it's helped you get to the point where you are now. I think just going, like going all in was something that I've struggled with like very early on, like, especially like I grew up in a town like Westfield, New Jersey. And like the town itself is like, very like judgy like it was like if you did anything out of the ordinary besides like play lacrosse or like go out or party or like was like one of those like frat kind of kids like you were like looked at as like weird and that was like a, a pretty tough like like I hated that atmosphere like I, I still have like my boys from West Hill but like they weren't those kind of people and then when I got to college and everything like it was a little bit different but like just like I was so nervous like getting into social media where it was like all right, I'm just going to start taking my shirt off and flexing for people. Like, it's just like, it's, it's hard. And I like, I'm like, what are people going to think this, that? And then like, once you start thinking that everything starts rambling. And I think that I wish like earlier on, I just like sent it and just like, you know what? I'm going to get made fun of. Like, I, I look back, like 
like I have like one like DM from this kid who was from my town and like he basically I put it on my story and he was basically he was just like you your net worth like you'll never be an influencer like tearing me apart and I screenshotted it I favorited it and I look at that photo all the time and like that's just been like a huge drive for me and like it's I don't know like that was just like if I would tell anybody anything like don't care what anybody else thinks like you should always like 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 know your self-worth and everything like just push like if you have a dream like why wouldn't you have one life like why wouldn't you chase it and like you can't just leave a dream on the pillow and like that's what i've been trying to do it's like i'm just constantly like and i i don't like i told you earlier like i don't think any of this, this is ever going to stop but, like i have these big dreams and like i will never stop chasing them so i think just like the, my number one advice to anybody is chase it like go all in do not care what anybody else thinks and like I think that with anything, like whether it's business, like fitness, whatever it is, if you work hard every single day, it's bound to work out. It's bound to happen. And like, I think people like, like winners are just people who didn't give up. Like, that's all it is. Like losers are people who are like, you know what? Not for me. Like if you're if you want to be a winner, like you're just going to be the last one standing. You just got to keep trekking. And like, that's been a huge part of uh, like my life. Like once I got into social media and like just fitness or trying to inspire or being an influencer, whatever it is. Dude, that's good. I've never heard you. I never heard anyone say it like that. Don't leave the dream on the pillow. That's sick, no, bro. That's fine. Can't. Thank you, man. But you're the man. Dude, Jake, really, really encouraged by you, man. Super grateful for you, bro. And um, dude, likewise, thank you for having me, too. I mean, like we've been following each other for a while now. Like yeah. we see each other grinding. So even like in fact, this is the first time that we're hopping on a, a FaceTime. Like we're going to have to do it more and we're both going to be in each other's circles. And I'm just grateful you had me on. Let me tell your story. And like, bro, you inspire me as well. Like we're chasing big things. Go, bro, man. I'm, I'm super excited, man. A lot of good things to come. Jake, this has been a fun episode. I thank you again for coming on the AIM podcast, man. I can't wait for people to hear this. It's going to be super moving. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you again. Thank you guys so much for listening to another great episode of the AIM podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation. And if you found value in it, I ask that you kindly share this with a friend. We want to continue to grow this community and help more and more people every single day. If you have any questions for me, if I can ever help you anyway, please reach out to me at Doug Elks on all social. I'd be happy to help you out. Let's get after this week. Let's crush it. And as always, keep ambition in mind.